Hello, welcome to First Thoughts. I'm Connor Izagari. I'm Caleb Lejay. And today we're discussing one of our most anticipated films of the year, Saw 10, or Saw X, or if you're like me and you can't stop saying it, Socks. Uh, what a, like, this fucking thing delivered, finally. <laughs> we, we're we not disappointed by something this year. We, we got one, we got a good one. And we're not alone in that. This movie, the 10th film in the Saw franchise, is remarkably critically acclaimed had the, the best opening weekend for a Saw movie and is definitely one of the more engaging and like developed films in the franchise. Um, and it took 10 movies for the critics to finally be like, all right, I see what they're doing here. <laughs> I get it. Um, it. Yeah. What'd you think? I was, look, I was, you know, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Saw. It's one of the ones I have tattooed on my arm. Um, and so I did a whole rewatch of the series before this came out. So I was like, let me do a rewatch because of something we're going to do. We'll get to in a minute special. But I was like, in the process of that, let me rewatch this whole series. And, you know, I still, you know, I was really big into this franchise when it first came out. I loved it. I ate it up. Um, I can still, I still finally remember the commercials going, if it's Halloween, it must be saw at like the peak of its fucking height. And if you actually look at the box office to it, you forget like how fucking huge this series was when it originally came out because the box office for those films compared to its budget are astronomical. It's astounding. Um, and, you know, I, I did watch the two attempts they did with, you know, Jigsaw and Sprawler to kind of bring this back. I thought both were okay, especially on this rewatch. I'm like, ah, Jigsaw, like it has its moments, but then they, you know, it has, I also have a lot of issues with that film with the secret, 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 secret apprentice. And, spiral like on a rewatch i'm like this is an okay film it has some really good traps but like i'm not that engaged with the story i think they made a big mistake having just let's just do this chris rock idol fuck doing anything that we tried to do with jigsaw even though that was actually box office success um but with this one i was getting excited i'm like okay it sounds like we're going back to basics a back to basics approach here from the poster to the title font to like bringing back um Tobin Bell for a very big role and for once 10 films on him and he gets like a substantial role as John Kramer um bringing back a man you know Shawnee Smith to play Amanda Young like it was like okay we're, we're really going back to basics and then I'm sure we'll get into it, but like seeing the buzz when this was coming out like I the buzz starts to hype up right before because I saw it Thursday night right before I went to go see and it, like all of a sudden, yeah, people are like loving it. it has like an eighty-five percent around tomatoes. Like critics, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Sitting there Thursday night, I was blown the fuck away. What it took ten films to just say, hey, let's go back to basic basics, give you story, give you characters, and give you those straps that you know you love, but out being so goddamn convoluted. As much as I like the series, that stripped down approach was the right touch for the tenth film in. And I I really like this one. This is up there for me with a saw film. I was blown away by how good by how good this was. As was I. Uh, just for some context, for those of you who may not understand uh, the critics' relationship with the saw franchise, uh, 
I'm going to run down the Rotten Tomatoes scores of the first nine movies. Uh, just, the, just the critic score. So you can kind of understand where we're coming from here. Saw, 2004, 50%. Saw 2, 2005, 37%. Saw 3, 2006, 30%. Saw 4, 2007, 18%. Saw 5, 2008, 13%. Saw 6, 2009, 39%. Went a little up. Uh, Saw the final chapter, 2010, 9%. Franchise low there. Wanna hate Saul 3D, but go on. I, I think it's fun for what it is, but it is the worst of the film of the franchise. Um Jigsaw 2017, 32%, and Spiral 2021, 37%. And then we've got Saw 10, 2023, 84% critic score, certified fresh, 92% audience score, critic consensus reads. Led by a franchise best performance from Tobin Bell, Saw 10 reinvigorates the series with an installment that has a surprising amount of heart to go with all the gore. And yeah, it does. This movie is the first time in the entire franchise where Jigsaw is not the bad guy. Yeah, which you know is funny. Don't Breathe 2 did technically the same thing before this came out, but that was a shit film. (laughs) And did not do a good job. Because I think what I like was is like, yes, it makes it with John Kramer was not a bad guy, but we, in the context of for longtime Saw fans, like, no, yeah, he's not bad, bad. He just goes after worse people. Um, and they did, and that was another smart thing is that for once, the people in this, admittedly with the, the sequels, they got real dubious on people being bad for him to put in traps. Um, I know Tangley kind of explained away with his apprentices a lot of the times, but still, it was like, we're really like rigs and saw four. I'm like, he really is in this because he charges into rooms before he gets the okay. Cause he wants to save people. I'm like, I don't quite understand your reasoning there, but okay. Um, but having him actually go after like fucking despicable scam artists, that's the kind of stuff we want. Cause at the end, of the day, that's how you make chicks all sympathetic to an extent. It's like, yeah, he's, he's putting people in horrendous things. Like he's not a good guy. But at least he's going after people that you want to see in these fucking traps. Yeah. Then that's where it really is. Like you when you've got a like you know, John Kramer, Tobin Bell, his character is the through line of this entire franchise. His game, his ideas, his legacy, all that jazz. And his whole thing is, you know, people do not des- people who don't deserve life have to fight for it to see if they really appreciate what, you know, they what like their existence entails. And a lot of the people in these franchises in this on these films do deserve to be there. Uh, some don't, but I do credit that more to Hoffman just being a sadist. And that, and yeah, and technically, actually, my theory with Saw Four, he was trying to recruit Riggs. That's my theory. He, well, that was strong. that was kind of explained. Yeah, Strauss yeah. has kind of figured that too. Yeah, I was like, well, maybe he's trying to recruit him because I'm like, that's a really nutcase reason to put him into this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, on the on the rewatch, uh, when I was watching six, uh, uh, when John's trying to get health and like his his insurance to cover this experimental treatment in Norway, that's that's Saw Ten. That's the like it's all it's, it's a very well connected story. All of it, like every little yeah. thing comes back in some capacity. I, I respect that big time. Yeah, and um, to kind of quickly talk about like that whole critic thing because it still blows my mind. Like Jesus Christ, I I text. 
suggested to you, but this is my theory, just to put it on record, mm-hmm. is and it happens all the time, right? Hate and you see it in like metal when a metal band comes out, a new one comes out, and everyone's like, Oh, that band is insert a certain term here. <laughs> um from those in the LGBTQ plus community that might listen to metal, you know what term kind of gets thrown around with these new metal bands. Um, but then years down the road, all of a sudden it's they're really ahead of their time. They they deserve their place. Like it kind of felt like that, or like one, yes, the film does. And uh, it's almost like now that we're almost 20 years since Saw 4 came out, which will be next year, actually. Um, also, now we've gotten to that phase of like, oh, we don't need to show on these films. We need to revere them and the, what they've done for horror. It's like now the critics have come around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, this Saw's are, it's a great franchise and what it did for horror. But also the fact that like, and this was my worry when I saw it Thursday night, as much as I liked it. I saw that runtime. I was like, oh my God, two hours. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, and it's because the first hour of the film is all just John Kramer's story of trying to get his cancer taken care of before the that hour mark hits. And then it's like, it becomes a solid film pretty much the rest of the way through. Yeah. Or your traditional, more, you know, classic solid film, I should say. Not that it isn't for the first hour. But I think by doing that, that what latched that. By what it was a little bit, I was like, I hope people like it because I know some people are gonna be like, I don't want this show, I just want the traps. Luckily, that didn't seem to be the case. People latched on, Craig's included. That seemed to be what kind of converted a lot of people over. Was like, oh wow, they they put a lot of effort into the story and characters. Again, I'm not saying they did in prior songs, but let's be honest, the sequels did what every horror franchise does. People really like the traps. Up those, let's go. Like, I get it. You know, you got to bring audiences in for more, right? But I I think between like the almost twenty year gap from the first film, and now a bigger in, uh, focus on story and characters, it seemed to really convert a lot of people over to this new one. Well, it's written in a way that John Kramer's our protagonist. You know, we follow him and his desire to to cure his cancer, and it's almost I don't know if you picked up on this or if this was intentional, but like you get the vibe that he's almost saying to himself like, if I beat this, the work is done, mm-hmm. like. If I if I if I'm allowed to survive, like this is his game. The cancer is his game. Yeah, when he wins. That scene where he rips out the page in the notebook when he's doing the, and yeah. when he thinks it's been taken care of, you get that. Yeah, if he had been cured, he probably would have stopped. He would have been like, "I did it." Yeah, and then he gets cheated, and it's almost like it gets kicked into fucking overdrive, and his his determination to make these games happen is multiplied, and it's the first time in the whole franchise we really see John pissed and vengeful and like really wanting to hurt somebody. Oh, I mean, even yeah. when his kid died, he was still like, I'm going to give you a chance. This time it's like, all of you are going to die. Oh yeah. I <laughs> dude, look, when the switch was flipped and he, and he, I, I was wondering how, if they were going to bring certain other character than Amanda young back, but when he got on the phone, he's like, Hey, detective I was like, Oh yeah, I know. Me talking too. to him. <laughs> he's talking to the Hoffinator. Well, when, when Costas Mandalore did that, um, tweet where he's like oh saw 10's coming out i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna be you know i'm, I'm gonna get my ticket i was like you motherfucker you're in the movie aren't you like why are you why are you, you wouldn't have said anything if you were in the movie <laughs> oh yeah yeah i will get to that that mid-credit scene but i i did actually really like it and i did like the the line he gave um <laughs> that is yeah of all the people to cheat you big john kramer <laughs> yeah Oh, um, so canonically, this takes place between the first two films. 
Uh, yeah, so ideally the, the bathroom trap has happened. Yes, but the house has not yet happened. He's not quite, not he's not as sick as he is in Saw 2, and he's not on his deathbed like Saw 3, so yeah, this is yeah. what adds up. Uh, it's cool to see him, you know, as a human being. You know, Jigsaw has been mm-hmm. this force of nature, this, you know, almost, you know, the judge of the like, of the afterlife, like holding the scales almost. We've never really gotten to see him as a human being. We saw glimpses of that with the flashbacks with Jill and the whole Gideon thing. And the, and the backwards hat. <laughs> Make him look younger. <laughs> nice picture. I don't need it. We've met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The um the pre-show I went to, you know, at Draft House, they did a previously on Saw where they recapped the whole franchise, which was really cool. Oh, nice. And they did. They compared it to the Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow kids meme. And I was dying. <laughs> so funny. They did that. And yeah, no, he, he, he finally see a human side of him. And to me, the reason I say it's crazy, it took 10 films deep to get to this point. I think why this one feels so special for a lot of people, myself included, is that, you know, Tobin Bell became an icon almost overnight. Thanks to that first film. Um, not that he wasn't, act, you know, obviously he was acting well before that in a lot of bit parts and stuff, but Saw really like blew him, especially in the horror community. And when that, you know, that twist ending happened and then he, you know, to me, some of the best things about Saw 2 is the interplay between him and Donnie Robert. He, you know, he's, he's at that point in the timeline, so stricken with cancer, he's confined to his chair with the, with the IV in his arm. Yeah. And um, yet he commands the screen and he did that part so goddamn well for even when he was just in the flashbacks like he he was great as jigsaw there's a reason we latched on there's a reason that even if for fans like myself if there's a sequel that i don't really like i can latch on to him because he's so goddamn good in the movies and capturing with the voice and everything that seeing him take on be the main character and do such a great fucking job and like again, I'm not trying to bring Oscar here, but you know, hey, I would I nominate him. I'm just saying. Um, he does a great fucking job showing us a side of Chicksaw we don't see and just latching us onto him immediately. And I have to give a shout out for the fact that in a war in an age where they are determined to de-age people and it still not look good, bravo to them saying we're not de-aging these two, let the actors be actors and perform and we can convince them they did yes it's noticeable that they're 20 years older um but they still did such a good job i didn't give a shit like they did so goddamn good in this movie yeah they played a believable like representation of where they are in the timeline especially shawnee smith as you know an amanda who's not quite ready to commit to this whole thing like she's willing, but it's also, you know, it's a big step saying like, I will continue the legacy of this serial killer. Mm-hmm. And their relationship is so fleshed out in this movie. It actually makes like Saw 2 and 3 a little, especially 3, like really sad knowing where they're going to end up. They have this yeah. daughter relationship that's just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, the moment she took the pig mask, pig mask off and like said the the line that she says is the the lady when she's passing out i'm like dude she didn't miss a beat she she is back and she was just like him eating up that scenery shawnee smith bravo ate up the scenery like she didn't miss a step as amanda um one bit and i i, I loved i love the touch of having one of the people in the trap be a drug addict you know kind of harkening back to where we saw her when she first popped up in the yeah. first movie mm-hmm. um 
in her conflictions about it, about like actually trying to hook, she's like, John, you know, drugs make you do crazy. And they do like when you're an addict, like you do crazy shit because you don't have really your mind to yourself. The drugs are fucking influencing you like crazy or alcohol. If you're addicted, you know, alcoholism. Um, so having that was a nice touch. And yeah, seeing them too, they had a lot of just great scenes together. Those two really enforced that. Like at the end of the day, yeah, he, she was probably his favorite apprentice and he had a love her. They didn't really have for his other, like apparently five other apprentices that we keep well, learning about. Well, I mean, you know, Amanda wasn't just, you know, an apprentice like to help out. He was going to give her his mantle. She was going to be jigsaw. Yeah. But Hoffman fucked that. Yeah, because he was jealous and petty. Yeah. And also, you know, John blackmailed his ass to even be involved. Yeah. Um, and then Gordon's just like, I will help out sometimes if you need some surgery, but I am also a doctor <laughs> and I have patients. And then Logan's like, I don't know what the hell's going on because you never got anything with that guy. Yeah. I helped him with a trap or two. And then that was about it. He built the reverse bear trap. Then he bounced. <laughs> yeah. Until he needed to come back with a vengeance in Jigsaw. Um, all right. So before we get further into the 10th film, um, we have a very special project we're doing. We both marathoned all nine films to prep for this so we could have them all fresh in our heads. And we made our own personal lists of our top five favorite Jigsaw traps from one to 10. And uh, we're excited to dig into these. Um, did any you say one to ten or mean one to five? Like movies. No, saw to oh, saw. Oh, shit. I was like, and what? My friend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> we have five traps. We have ten films. Let's, yeah. Um, did anything from ten make it into your top five? Not in this. I want to keep it classic. But with that said, five had, or sorry, ten had really good traps. They were a lot more simple compared to where we got in a lot of the later sequels. But I liked a lot of them. If I if I had to pick a standout one right now, it it has to be when she had to cut through her damn leg. Like oh, dear we're... God. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll get we'll get into that for sure. Um, so why don't you start us out with your number five of uh your favorite saw traps? All right, so top five, I'm gonna get the most the most you know, the the main one out of the way. I was trying to avoid, I can't help it. It's iconic for a reason. We'll get it out of the way so I can talk about other ones, though. That's the reverse bear trap in the original saw. Look again, I think some of the best traps, some of the best traps, with a couple of exceptions, um, are the simplistic ones. Yep. Um, and this was a case of I think this one latched on for a lot of reasons with audiences, myself included. It's very simple. This idea that for those who don't, you know, don't know what a bear trap, you step in it shit closes on your foot well a bear hopefully not you um but they hurt like a son if it is you for some reason oh well you might lose a leg those things are pretty fucking powerful um so the reverse that would be it opens but that fucking thing's on your jaw so it just rips it up um but i think what also they did so well was that you don't see this thing work until saw 3d like we get a taste of like, holy shit, what can this thing do in the first saw? We don't actually see the payoff. Admittedly, not my favorite payoff, but still got to see it at least in the final, at what well, time, final installment. So, yeah, for me, I'll put, I I tried to avoid putting it, but it's, it's a fucking iconic trap. It's so goddamn good. <laughs> it is. Um, I think my favorite usage of it is with Hoffman when he figures his way out of it and it like rips open his face and he's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a vicious one. I don't know if it would necessarily kill you. I feel like it would just rip your jaw open. Probably, uh, I can. It'd probably kill you. I'm sure when it does that, some force gets applied to your head somehow. Yeah, probably. Uh, and that's how but we. Would you, would you want to live? Your Charles are gone. No, nah, yeah. probably not. Um, that's the, that's how we meet Amanda as well, in the trap, and she cuts open that guy. Yeah, which you know it's crazy for Shawnee Smith. She only was in that movie because James Bond had a crush on her because of the blob. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I read that they they filmed that sequence like after they'd filmed Saw because James Wan like edited the movie and was like, "Oh my god, I made a PG thirteen drama. I got to put some horror in this thing." So they filmed that mm-hmm. scene and a couple other mm-hmm. ones. The original short that Saw was based off of that James Wan did mm-hmm. that was the short was that trap. Ah. That guy. So apparently, I think a lot. I know. I know at least what the first saw, and whenever Darren Lynn Bousman was directing, so two through four, all the traps could actually work. I cannot speak on behalf of directors that took over afterwards, but um, with David Hackle and Kevin Grutert, but uh, if you had Darren Lynn Bousman, James Bond, the traps could actually fucking work. That's terrifying. I don't like that. They had safety measures to make sure no one got hurt, but like they would also test them to be like, oh yeah, I can do it. Okay, sweet. Holy shit. You imagine being plugged into that thing and some, like having James Wan be like, no, it's it's safe, I promise. But we only have 90 seconds, so you might want to just do it real quick so I can unlock it and get you out of there. <laughs> Good God. Um, my number five is the pound of flesh from Saw Six. Oh, that's a good one. That's a solid one. Just such a grisly situation you're faced with. These two people, this fat dude and this chick are locked up in uh, separate cages with like drill, like bolts in their head that are going to drill into their skulls and kill them. Unless one of them fills the bucket in front of them with enough flesh to beat the other person. (laughs) It's just holy shit. And yeah, they both, you know, take this very seriously. The guy just starts cutting into his fucking fat and just throwing chunks of himself into the bucket and she struggles to cut her arm off with the smallest knife she can find. I know. I, was, the whole, I remember I was rewatching. I was like, why did you do that? Just go for the bigger weapon. Like, could you not find a can opener? Like, why are you going so small with this? And yeah, she eventually is like, fuck this, grabs a meat cleaver, cuts her whole arm off and wins. And the fat guy gets drilled in the head after he's like literally just hanging. Like his guts are hanging open. It's so gross. But yeah, I was like, what a hell of a way to just get us right in the action for Saw 6. And we later see her again at the Jigsaw support group being like, fuck all y'all. I didn't learn shit. Yeah, except losing my arm. I like how she's like, I get handicapped now. (laughs) I get handicapped parking at the mall. So I got that going for me, which is nice. (laughs) I was like, that, 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 I got a good chuckle for all that. I do love when Hoffman goes to visit her in the hospital and he's like, well, did you learn something? And she's like, Fuck you, man. And he just yeah. walks out. <laughs> yeah, especially because at that point, we know we're like, oh, you ass. <laughs> Rubbing salt in that gaping wound, huh? Oh, yeah. Fun fact, she got that role. There was a short-lived reality uh, horror show called Screen Queens. Um, not to be confused with the Ryan Murphy produced Screen Queens. Um, that Shawnee Smith hosted that season. I think maybe both. I know she did the first season. And whoever won 
because it was a tie into Saw 6. Everyone would get a role in Saw, the upcoming, at the time, upcoming Saw 6. She won. She got the role. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. What did, like, what did they do on the on the show? Like, what, what were the challenges? Like, how did oh, that? God, let me, I got to rack the brain. It was so long ago. Um, I, I mean, obviously, horror-related stuff. Nothing like Fear Factor where they had to eat, like, cockroaches, but they would do, like, horror movie scenarios. They had to, like, survive and stuff like that. Interesting. I wonder if that's alive anywhere. It might be on something like Pluto or fucking Tubi, I'm sure, if you look. Probably. All right. What where are you where are you going next? What's your number four? All right, my number four, and I can't believe I put this one on here because I fucking really just do not like Saw the Final Chapter. Um God, what a what a limp dick way to go out at the time. Uh no offense to the Boondocks eight. Um but I gotta give them credit. As as nonsensical and outlandish as this trap is i i enjoy it and that's what i like to call the public execution trap that is also (laughs) my number four continue okay look this trap makes no goddamn sense especially like if we're being honest almost none of the traps in saw 3d make any sense because like a lot of it's hoffman doing it to cover his tracks to get the hell out of taj so like these there's traps that just happen for no goddamn reason this being one of them, it's never explained why the hell this trap happened at all, or even how it was pulled off. But I gotta give you credit. Like you're saying at this point, you're like, look, it's the seventh film in the franchise. We're ending this. Go be or go home. So give us one in public where they have to find out that the woman that's dangling between them was secretly dating both of them. So at first they do what any guy would do. I'm gonna try Khalifa's for you. I'm gonna get the go. And I love it, and it speaks to to me just the male mindset. In the most perfect form, which is, wait, why are we doing this? She's fucking both of us over. Fuck you. And they just put that bitch in the middle so she can get it. I, it's it's a fun trap. God damn it. Yeah. Um, to me, when you throw 3D on one of your entries, that tells me that you no longer give a shit. So, you know, why not have a a jigsaw trap in broad daylight in the middle of a crowded park that people are like filming and watching and only one lady tries to like break open the glass and she doesn't try very hard. She tries with a briefcase. (laughs) Uh, Like who set this up? When did they set this up? Like Hoffman by himself set up a public execution trap in the middle of a park in like one night with three victims. Well, I wonder if, because I know one of the, before they were going to, you know, Saw 7 and Saw 8. They were going in with Saw 8, and then all the, the financial stuff happened. Um, they I know one that talked about storylines at the time was a cult of Jigsaw that I think that they hint at at the end of the film, that he has like a whole cult of his followers that, you know, and they kind of bring back in Jigsaw. Um, Here's an idea. Maybe that wasn't a Hoffman trap, and maybe that was a Gordon trap. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if it was a Gordon, a cult trap that would have been explored in a proposed Saw yeah. 8. Because when Gordon goes after Hoffman, there's two other people in pig masks who are never addressed. And well, so apparently they said it was supposed to be the two in the trap. They just never fucking decided to have them take their mask off. Saw the final chapter is a whole mess. It could be a whole episode because, like, they had one script for it. And then, like, you know, they were like, shit, we got to condense it down to one. So then they took a lot almost from eight threw him into the script for seven. And then I think David Hackle or someone else was supposed to actually direct the film. He just for reasons never given 
fired. Kevin Grutcher got forced to come back to direct. He didn't want to direct it. He was directing something else. They pulled a contract obligation, a contract contractual obligation on him. The studio forced him to come back with only weeks to get ready to film. And so he was pissed off. And then he was like, give me the script. And he did his own fucking rewrites because he was mad. It was, it's a whole dude. Saul, the final chapter is a fucking mess and how it got made. Cause all the shit going on. Well, shit. I'm just going to assume that those two guys in the pig mask, one of them's Logan. I'm going to assume. And the other one is, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say Bobby. Cause we don't ever find out what the fuck happened to Bobby. No, even though I, I don't like that. His wife, you did not know about any of this shit gets incinerated. Hoffman Jesus. Jigsaw wouldn't do that, but Hoffman likes to kill people brutally. He really does. Take down a whole fucking police station with nobody stopping him. Uh, yeah, what's the worst like guarded police station at night? Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, a little, yeah. What do you have? A scalpel? And he just killed like eight people. All but neck, all through the neck too. It was weird. Uh, I, yeah. I have a lot of issues with Saw Three. But that public park uh, execution is so good. I love the two guys who are just like you know, fuck you, she's mine, and then back and forth, and then she's just like, Brad, you got to kill the other guy, and Brad's like, what the fuck? I thought you loved me, and she's like, no, and then he gets the upper hand. And the other guy's like, I had to say that. You got to kill him. Like, I love that they eventually are just like, this bitch ain't worth it. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. decided to kill, let her die. I thought, I don't it, know if it's supposed to be funny, but it was hilarious. It shows you that the power of vagina that women think this is just so, so strong. It's not that strong. Eventually, guys will go, no, no, fuck you. Especially when they're, you know, in front of a buzzsaw. That'll, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I would. I would. I would be like, look, bro. She's. She was clearly lying to both of us. How about we just. Uh, we live. She doesn't. All right. <laughs> we can go have a beer afterwards. How's that sound, bro? Oh my God. They're covered in her blood. They still got the chains on, and they're just at the at the local pub. Like, fucking rough morning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh so that was my number four as well what's your number three all right my number three is apparently a personal favorite to jigsaw he says so in the line of dialogue this one's from saw three and that is the one known as the rack mm. this thing is fucking brutal oh my god look i can i cannot fathom the amount of emotional turmoil one goes through with the loss of a child especially in a drug driving incident Cannot fathom that at all. So I haven't been through it, but I'm, I'm not something I would ever want to go through or wish on anyone. I also don't know if after even going through that, I could watch the person that did it get twisted the fuck up like they do here. Holy shit. Because this trap and it, you know, we see the guy. It's the guy who killed um Chef. That was his name. The one that killed his uh, son in a drunk driving incident. And the wreck, it takes each of his limbs and takes a turn to turn them with each limit does going more than the last one. So it does one arm, then the next and his legs and each one goes further back and it ends with his neck and twisted the entire way back. This thing is wow. Like it, it is fucking brutal to watch. And the, the way they see, you see the bones popping out and the, the, Oh, it's, it's a really cool trap watching behind the scenes. Like I encourage anyone who likes the saw franchise, like watch behind the scenes on how they do these traps. It's amazing. They did a lot of makeup effects. 
to make it look like his show was already twisted. And, you know, they could move. Again, these traps work, so they were able to move it a little bit for effect, but not enough to actually, like, you know, hurt the dude and a lot of really cool stuff. And, yeah, this this it, there's a reason this trap has become one of the more iconic ones from the franchise. Oh, I will I will have more on the rack later. That that one got to me. Um but yeah, uh my favorite thing about Saw 3 is that Jeff doesn't learn a goddamn thing. Jeff is honestly like one of the worst protagonists. He's, he's slow, he doesn't learn a goddamn thing. He the whole time he fails all of them, all the all of his games. He everyone dies. He just stands there watching for every single person. It's at first I was like at first, you know, I had my stereotypical reaction with the Look, I, just spoilers for any Saw films if you fucking haven't watched this and you're for some reason listening to this. Um, at first, when they did the reveal that his wife was like, you know, Lynn, and she was actually cheating on him, I'm like, oh, you bitch. How dare you? I just don't. I'm not one for cheating, personally. But then, like, we got to know Chef more. <laughs> I saw how slow and terrible he was. And I was like, you know what? The guy she's seen was probably a better dude because <laughs> Chef sucks. Did you know Saw 4 had a post credit scene? Yeah, I found out literally like two weeks ago. I found out at the pre-show for uh, for Saw 10. They were like, and according to the mid-credits or the post-credits scene in Saw 4, and I'm like, the fucking what for what now? Yeah, apparently it's like Amanda Young just walks in and then tells like the little girl that was like in Saw 3 missing, like, they're going to come and get you soon. Just you'll be all right or some shit like that. Now she says, don't trust the man who saves you. And then there nothing is. ever comes from that. Yeah, it was like the most useless post credit scene. And the only reason I found is because I've been watching like the, the, the dead meat kill counts and I watched the Saw ones as I was getting into my Saw fever. And he probably was, did you guys know there's a post credit scene at the end of Saw 4? And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll say my bit on the rack in a minute here. Um, My number three is from Saw 10 and it is the bone marrow trap. Oh, 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 um, so, uh, Valentina, I think her name was. Yeah, Valentina. Yeah, one of the lying, terrible human beings who were cheating cancer patients out of their hard-earned money, and then telling them they were saved, and then letting them go die. I, it pisses me off just saying it. Um, oh. she is put in a razor wire thing where, like, there's a razor near her neck, and jigsaw tells her so what you got to do if you want to get out of this is take your perfectly formed legs line them up to that razor i provided in this little box and cut that fucker off and fill that tank with bone marrow yeah <laughs> and you got three minutes and, and apparently the wires like this one that's been designed to cut cleanly to the, like the bone it's <laughs> so like sharp and you get a taste of it when like it moves and she tries to grab it out of reaction and she's just immediately like just completely cuts her hand. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> she it takes him convincing, and uh, the Norwegian chick's immediately like, do it, come on, do it. Like the fact that she's completely unfazed by any of this, the whole movie should have been a big hint. But uh, oh yeah, absolutely. We'll get to that. Uh, Valentina picks up the razor wire, puts it on her leg, and just slices once. And oh my god, the you just you feel it, man. You feel the it. Sound effects, man. When they were doing that. Hmm. God, and she screams and is like, I can't do this. And the clock's ticking. And uh, 
the I, let me look up her name real quick. I don't want to keep calling okay, her, but yeah, know, think, the Norwegian person. Yeah, between the sound effects, and then when they show the amount of blood coming out as she's cutting, yeah. and you're like, oh god. Cecilia is like, you got this. She's like her fucking life coach. And yeah. Valentina just starts slicing like really fast. And it's so the noise of just flesh cutting, and you can see it's it's so well done, the makeup effect there. And then her leg just falls over. <laughs> You're just yeah. like, Jesus Christ. And then the, the the stinger when she has to grab the thing and stick it up her fucking cut bone to suck the bone out. And you're like, oh. And then she starts, she almost fills the tank and she runs out of time and her the razor cuts her head off. Like all of that and she fucking lost. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I w- As I was watching, I'm like, yeah, I had another trap in that spot. But I'm like, no. That was that was special. <laughs> the visceral reaction from me proved like, yeah, this belongs in the top five. Yeah, no, that was a that was a fucking good a good one. God damn, I was watching. I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. I was like, I could feel it in my only. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I just kept like, ugh, cringing the whole time. It was crazy. Yeah, I actually forgot. Anytime I rewatch, I forget how many times I cringe because like I love gore, but I gotta give salt the salt series credit. They go for it. Like I don't know what it is about their practical effects. Their shit hurts to watch. I think it's the very fact that it's largely practical that we are watching somebody cut something off. Like it's not there, but it's something that's getting cut. That are like and their sound effects. Like, look again, going back to the shitty Saul Final chapter, the one where you have to get the the shit out of her throat, but it was like a fish hook attached to it. I was cringing hard watching. I was like, oh god. But But then, like in Jigsaw, when Halloran's like brain, you know, gets filleted by the lasers, and it's the most like obvious cgi special oh yeah i just mm. yeah i it, i remember watching the first time i saw that movie because I, I watched stranger things i was like when the fuck did they bring stranger things into my saw movie <laughs> looks like, the blue, it, it, looks it, like. it looks like the blooming onion from yeah. outback steakhouse that's what it looks Bloomin', like yeah no it, it literally looks like i think one of the creatures like when they die like their head came from it literally like one of the creatures from fucking stranger someone point out you don't see a skull when he does and i'm like Oh my god! I, you don't. Wow. <laughs> so I think they literally just copy pasted from Stranger Things. Jesus Christ! All right. Well, what's your number two? All right, my number two is one that look. This has mostly to do with my insane, and I know I'm saying this as someone with tattoos, two different needles. So fuck you. Um, my hatred for needles, and that is insult to the fucking needle pit. Mm. Dear God, look. No one really dies from this thing. There's I, I you have to work hard to die from this thing. Um but just like a pit of needles that was supposed to be meant for the the fucking macho dude that you hate throughout the movie. But he takes Amanda who I wonder what kind of conversation she had with Jigsaw afterwards like I got thrown to this needle pit and this wasn't my trap. What the fuck John? <laughs> and he throws her into a pit of fucking need, and oh my god, it just looks painful. And like, like I said, I do a very bad experience with needles and ingrown toenail. That's all I'm gonna say because I don't gross anyone out on the podcast. I have hated needles since. Mine's getting like my tattoos. That's probably like the only time I don't mind needles. But getting two different type of needles is a whole different thing. They don't go as deep with tattoos. Um, seeing this, just oh god, it all it just triggers. I'm like, oh, ow, ah. And then when I see her like grab them to find the key, and I'm just like, oh God, your hand, the pain to fill all those nails, you immediately stab your hand while you're trying to move them out of the way. I, oh God, this, this one gets me every time. 
anytime I watch this, anytime I watch Saw 2, this trap fucking gets me. And the fact that they actually like ordered, I think like hundreds or thousands of needles, like legit needles, took the real ones out, replaced them with fake ones, and then threw them into the pit. And that's what they did. Just they had a, like apparently a day of just doing that. God bless they missed one. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I was thinking less about oh, but oh, that hurts, and more like those are not clean needles. Like she has AIDS. Look, I think if you've watched enough saw films, you get used to the dirty aesthetic. Nothing looks clean in saw ever. No, I mean there. Yeah, the, the long term effects of like just illness and like tetanus and shit like that. You don't think about that, but that's what's killing more people in these traps than jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. Like you think Gordon's gonna cut his foot off with a rusty saw, cauterize it on a hot pipe outside the room, and then just be okay? No. Yeah. <laughs> or right, let's talk about the fact that, like, for some reason, Leigh Winnell's character Adam uh, felt the need when he looked for that thing in the toilet. Instead of looking in the much cleaner water on the you know the top of it, went straight for the shit-filled water. And I'm like, the amount of diseases you just got rifling your hand through there. In Saw Saw 3, the judge guy gets almost drowned in maggoty pig guts and Lee Winnell sticking his hand in a shit toilet is the nastiest moment in the Saw franchise. (laughs) Yeah. I was more, I was like, don't stick your hand in there. Check the other part of the toilet. Yeah, the part with the, with the clue. The clue's not on the seat, it's on the tank. Yeah. Check the tank, damn it. God. Oh. You know what really bothers me? I saw that on the big screen a few weeks ago. And if you look carefully, the whole damn movie, he's got shit on his hand for the rest of the movie. He never wipes that off. Yeah. I would have wiped. I wouldn't care if it was on my clothes. I'd fucking it's quickly on my pants. Oh, God. I would have oh. taken that. Or the off. fucking trash bag. You had a whole trash bag to use to wipe your fucking hand. I would have cut my hand off. I mean, it wouldn't help me going forward, but it, w- it would be gone. <laughs> um. My number two is the rack. Ah, uh, fucking hell, man! It's that is painful, man. I mean, the 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 guy is just remorseful. It was an accident. I don't think he was drunk. I think he was just it was an it was a complete shot in the dark accident. Yeah, and he just Jeff just watches him have you know limb after limb. The judge is trying. The guy is screaming. Remains conscious the whole fucking time. Arms break, legs break, neck breaks. It, as we're going to the neck, Jeff's finally like, "Wait, I forgive you." But yeah, Jeff, Jeff's so slow. He spends so much of that time like yelling and like thinking about it, and then he gets the key off finally, which somehow triggers he somehow triggered the shotgun in the process. So yet the judge killed. He, he saved, <laughs> and and then <laughs> takes forever finding the damn lock. Get the kid out of there. And I, don't just like, do it. I don't think it's I don't think it's right that Jeff is the one who got to kill Jigsaw. It's just you, he did. There was no personal thing there. It was just like I, you made me inconvenience. You inconvenienced me for a few hours. I, I really forgot how fucking dumb of a main character Jeff is. They should have detected Matthews or someone killed Jigsaw. Huh. I, yeah. Wal, yeah. They wasted Wahlberg in the in three and four. Wahlberg's just done with this shit. I, I do like that line in like four when he's like, I'm done playing this game. I'm tired of playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are, buddy. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. 
<laughs> six months of just living in a hole dangling over yeah he's <laughs> that's supposed well, to be funny yeah i feel like the ice at that point was like the biggest life so they were just like oh thank god it's over <laughs> yeah Dead, but over sweet release of death um yeah okay all right top trap what do you got all right for me I, I gotta go with the one from Saul Six, which was I was debating between two and Saul Six because there's two really fucking good ones, and a film that had really strong straps after the, kind of the lackluster traps in Saul Five, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was majoring the breathing one where they have to hold their breath because that's just uh you don't like it's so simplistic and not this like you have to do this super painful thing to you to get out. It's like hold your breath until the time runs out, and then you're good, like that. I, and it, you know, it sounds simple, but it's fucking, you know, tough. Yet, or we see what happens. Um, but the one I ultimately went with was the other really good one, the shotgun carousel. Because, sweet Jesus, like, hey, you have to pick out of these team of people who the hell is going to live and who dies. One of which I recognize the lady from the recent Star Trek Strange New Wars show. Um, so good for her. Um, but yeah, this is just a cool fucking trap. Like, stick your hand in this thing. It's going to stab you, which won't feel good because you're, what, you're, you know, hands made of fucking bone and cartilage and shit, like the rest of your body. Um, and it's going to, if you do that, you save that person. If you don't, you're going to fucking, this shotgun's going to go off on someone. Um, it, and just the mind fuck on, if you're on that carousel. Of is he gonna save me or let me get shot? Like, oh my god, the mind fuck. To the point where you get that one guy who kind of overacted a little bit with the look at me before you kill me. Like, all right, bro, calm down. Well, calm down. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of impossible. I'm surprised I didn't hear from any of those guys, like any of them. I didn't hear like I'll suck your dick. I didn't hear that once. <laughs> I'll suck your dick so goddamn good. <laughs> I love it. It's the you know it's the interns whose job is to hunt down people's medical information and find out where they made a mistake so they can't get health insurance. What yep. vultures? Just yeah, I, I no sympathy at all. And I I do love when he finally makes his decision and that last guy's just like, well, that's fucking great, isn't it? Oh like, yeah, just <laughs> has no no hope anymore. He just decides to you know just be a dick on the way out. Yep, he's like, I'm gonna be an asshole on the way out. Yeah, no, this this is oh such a good and this is a case where like you know, obviously this is a more complex trap, and that's kind of like to me some of the issues with the later films is that the traps kind of got complex with their own good sometimes. I like this the picture Hoffman like trying to put this together, like 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 Jigsaw left him like you know booklets on how to assemble this stuff, and he's like rod A into insert B. What do you where the fuck is it, John? He's <laughs> like freaking out because he's killed everyone who can help him. <laughs> I didn't want them to die, John. I just needed help with a goddamn build of this. That's yeah. Um, I love. I love yeah, go ahead. I love like he's testing it out. And he's like, okay, he has like a dummy hand. Let's try the shotgun real quick. It doesn't go. Fuck! What? You, God damn it! Now I gotta figure out the shotgun's not going off. He puts it all together and then he looks down and there's like one long screw on the ground and he's like, fuck! What? Where? I don't... Oh my god! 
I'm not an engineer, damn it. I'm a cop. <laughs> he goes, well, there goes my Nikes. I got to get this done today. <laughs> There's no way that didn't happen. There's no way building all that shit by himself went off without a hitch every time. Oh, no. Uh, I do love when they when the when the people in the carousel start turning on each other. They're just like, he's stealing from the company. He, she doesn't have kids. Like, just trying to. Yeah. They're doing it to themselves. It's, yeah, and Easton's just like, uh, like he's so done. <laughs> I love how done he is at that point. He's like, God damn it. He didn't even react when the thing pierces his hand. He's just like, Ugh. he's so out of it. I mean, think about it. He had at that point, cause you know, he let his breath out a couple times. He had that thing kind of punch in on him. He, uh, that was after I think the hot steam, which I have not, I've had close encounters with hot steam. Um, but for those who don't know, that shit is no joke. Um, that would hurt like a motherfucker. So you had to deal with that. I, I, yeah, I would believe at that point he's like, <sighs> well, and the like the key in his body that was sewn in. So there's oh, that yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, and he's ha- you know, at this point, like probably realizing, hey, maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> told everybody that they can just go die. <laughs> That's probably not the right thing to do. He's probably saying, right? And he goes, who the hell did I tell? He's probably like, oh, I should have gave John Kramer the fucking coverage. Well, that segues perfectly into my number one, which is also from Saw 6. Um, I don't know what it's called, so I'm just going to call it Acid Injection. Oh, yeah, the fucking Jesus Christ. So Easton has supposedly won his game. He comes out to find two cages. One contains his sister, the journalist. I don't remember what happens to her. She just disappears. I, I, again, I think there was a lot more plans with a lot of these surviving characters for Saul 7 and 8 finale. And yeah, because I know they also apparently were planning more for the support group that we saw in in the final chart. Like they were apparently reaching out to a lot of the fucking actors. I, I bet the support group was intended to be the cult of Jigsaw. I think so, and I believe they were apparently reaching out to a bunch of the actors, um, like you know the kid from you know Saul Two and all. Like, up, I think they reached out to a bunch. They just took whoever said yes or whoever could agree to do it. I would love a continuation with like going back to that concept, but like the leader is Jeff's daughter. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's enough survivors to make something really neat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Easton gets out, he meets his sister, and it's implied, like, you don't know that she's his sister, it's like, you're supposed to think that the mom, the uh, wife and son in the other cage are his family, but he gets out and it's like, no, those are the family of the guy he just told the, that they he can't help, or he won't help because he didn't tell them about a toothache he had once. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna, he died, and you find out this whole game was actually those, like, their game and they have the power to decide whether or not Easton lives or dies. And this light comes on and the mom's like, you killed my husband. You deserve to die, but she can't do it. And you're like, oh, you know, innocence, you know, wills out. And then the son's like, I can fucking do it. And holds on, grabs the handle and is like, you killed my dad and hits the lever. And this giant wall of needles flies down and impales Easton on the wall and starts pumping him full of hydrofluoric acid. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Which, look, I want to say it at this point, because Jigsaw was supposed to be someone that, like, they knew about at this point. Look at your surroundings. 
and stay on the other side where you could have ducked down and probably not gotten hit by the damn thing. See, you think that, but in the moment when you are in a jigsaw trap, when you are you have shit bolted to you, when everyone you love is in immediate danger, you're not exactly thinking rationally. This is true. Because I was, I remember watching it going like, oh man, if you just went to the other side and like laid on the floor, you would have been fine. That acid would have gone into absolutely nobody. For me, the craziest decision in this whole movie is Bobby from Saw 3D deciding, I'm going to fake being a jigsaw survivor. There's no way that won't come back and bite me in the ass, especially since this fucker and the people he trained are still active. <laughs> God, Bobby, you idiot. Bobby. But um, yeah, no, this was a no, you're right. This thing, dude, when it slams into them and you see what it's oh, God, and that he holds on for quite a while, he is screaming as he is being melted in half from the inside out. His organs are falling out, his sister's freaking out, <laughs> he's screaming, and the whole time you're thinking, Yeah, that's what happens because health insurers are scum. And this movie is one of the most cathartic films for anybody who has ever been denied coverage for something they needed. And and so fitting for a film about a, our main baddie having cancer. <laughs> like, very fitting. Um, I do love that, like, anybody who ever even remotely wronged John Kramer was chosen for this, no matter how small the slight or how large. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's beautiful. I will. I do remember, dude. Like Saw Six. I remember because I remember watching Saw Five when it came out. Being like, I don't hate this, but this is a lackluster entry after like the first, you know, the first set of films. And I'm one of those that like Saw Four a bit more than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when this came out, and I was hearing like, no, this is like a really good sequel. And I was like, God damn, what was this with Saw Five? This sequel's fucking good. And yeah, just having it be fucking health insurance as the people to attack, and to the point where like yeah, when I'm against, don't get me wrong, I I felt bad for good old Easton here, but more so for how he's dying because that does not look fun at all. I felt more bad for Pamela, watching her brother literally melt to death has got to be quite dramatic. Yeah. That has. I remember thinking like Pamela, look away, look away, stop looking. But you know, if I was the if I was that kid and you know my father died because some asshole denied him health insurance, I would probably do the very same thing. Well, and that to me is the beauty of that trap is that you get it. You get why the mom won't do it. She there's still that more fire like I can't do that, even though this guy did, you know, we did, but it doesn't she has that mindset of like it doesn't make us better. Fair. You get that mindset. Yeah. You get the kid's mindset though, because I I'm I'm agree. If I was a teenager and that's you know, like how my dad went out. I'd probably pull that fucking lever. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Boom. And pull that shit. Ah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm picturing like a guy wakes up in a trap and he, you know, you hear the voice like, hello, Thomas, I want to play a game years ago. You cut me off in traffic and you did not apologize. (laughs) Now you shall be the one who was cut off. (laughs) Like I could, I could see that happening. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, like cutting off in traffic goes back to his cancer because it always does. <laughs> it caused him to miss one of the chemo treatments, and he that was the one that was going to turn this all around. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing this as the plot for like Saw 15, where they've like it's the timeline is like just like an hour and a half in the middle of Saw One, where like right before Jigsaw set up that trap, he did this. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. With that, let's talk about Saw 10. Um, Kevin Gruder came back to direct. So, you know, you give that guy shitty health-related people and jigsaw traps, you're going to get a good movie. Yeah. Uh, he he did Saw, like, sorry, but he did Saw 6, which was a fan favorite entry in the franchise. I don't blame him for Saw, the final chapter again. There's a whole litany of behind-the-scenes issues going on with that. And then, yeah, he did this recent one. So, yeah, you give this guy, like, a, a movie he wants to do in the Saw franchise and he gets gripped, he makes a good... He, he, to me, he's right behind Darren Lynn Bousman when it comes to Saw films, as far as... Or he might... I don't know. It's tough, because admittedly, like, yeah, Darren Lynn Bousman has quantity over Kevin Grutert, but I, I do... I don't know. It's hard right now, because I saw two and three are really strong. Spiral was okay. Four was fun enough. But then Kevin Grutter, yeah, he's done less, but six and X are fucking fantastic. There's 3D to take into account, but these two are fantastic. Yeah, but 3D, he basically did with a gun to his head. Yeah, pretty much. I don't blame him for that. Um, I do appreciate Spiral's commitments to making sure this is that it was still part of the series. You know, he had Charlie Clauser's score, and they referenced John Kramer. I am glad that it's not just this weird outlier with nothing to do with Saw. Yeah. And that this didn't call itself Saw 9, because that would have pissed off some people. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so John Kramer is uh, not doing too great. He's, you know, he's going to die. Uh, there's that great moment where he visualizes a trap for that kid who starts who's stealing watch, oh, the guy's watching his ring. And he has that great, like, he sees it all happening, just... The fucking can you like vacuum suck out somebody's eyeballs? Is that possible? I, I don't know, but holy shit! <laughs> when they did the close up of you seeing the eye turn red and shit, and then it just gets boop. Like, I just thought right out. I, I thought those were tubes and like acid or something was going to come flying down into his eyes. That's what I thought was happening. I know. I th- I was like, I mean, that would have been cool too. But God, watching those things get sucked out. Ugh! After watching like three, I think three of his fingers get bent back. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you know, if, if I if I was told like break your fingers or your eyes are coming out, I'd be like, Joop! I'd immediately turn that thing to the just let them all break. I probably would, yeah, I probably been like, let's. I'd been been like three, two, one, boom, yeah, and just taking the fucking pain. It would hurt, but you know, you get some splints, that shit'll heal. Russell, your fingers will heal, heal, and yeah. you'll still have your eyes. You can't. Re- I don't think you can reinsert eyeballs. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can, but you ain't gonna see out of them. It's gonna look yeah. like you're gonna look like a googly eyed potato head man. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but John looks at that kid and the kid's like, okay, and just puts it back. And John's like, good choice. Yeah. And what I love is for those don't if you don't know, that's the only trap you get now for like the next hour of the film. Yeah. But I was so invested in the story, I was just like, and since you know the trail, like you knew what was coming, you knew he was gonna get conned. Oh and, yeah. You see, like you see how it all unfolds, and it's so—it's a brilliant con. I mean, he had that—you know—that cancer survivor from the support group show up randomly at the at the cafe and be like, "Hey, John, I'm cured. Look at my scar. I'll give you their email." And you just—you feel bad for John. You're like, he—all he wants is a chance, and this is a fake chance. Yeah. Mm. So John goes to Mexico, ends up with that taxi driver who's in on it, and. uh Goes to the compound, meets uh, Cecilia, the daughter of this amazing Norwegian doctor who created this incredible 
cancer cure that he's been like, you know, forced out of Norway for or something, which is probably yeah. all bullshit too. I don't think there ever was any. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was all. She it was probably an actor she hired. Yeah. Uh, John goes through fake surgery, meets a kid named Carlos, fixes his bike, learns how to say pole in Spanish, which will help him later. Yeah. I don't, I, oh, yeah. I like how they, they paid that off later. <laughs> um, I like how we get little breadcrumbs of what's actually happening, too. Like uh, when they're doing the surgery and they say, like, hey, turn the TV. And you're thinking, like, you know, I was so into the story. I'm thinking, like, oh, they just don't want him to see it. And I'm like, wait, nope. I, I was like, wait, no, what are you doing, stupid? You're watching a Saw movie. There's a reason they said that. <laughs> yes, everything. Every line matters in the Saw movie. Uh, John does the surgery. He wakes up. He's got bandages on. They're like, don't worry about the bandages. It'll clean itself. And you just focus on getting better. You beat it, buddy. Good job. And I'm just like, you pieces of shit. Yeah, you horrible people. <laughs> yeah, and what's crazy is they're not wrong. I know they have those kind of bandages that you can... um taking the shower with you and you know you're fine so yeah. you don't have to keep taking it off if you got a bad rune they do the same thing now with like tattoos they got this like thing after you get it that you can put on and taking the shower with you it's a hell of a lot better for healing good well i hope that under that is an actual wound that needs to heal because john didn't have one <laughs> yeah most times there's an actual rune on case tattoos you you know you have new ink on your body that needs to heal the only way he finds out is he, tr- he go- she tries to go back to give Gabriella, another survivor, um, a gift of tequila, and then finds the place completely in shambles and a how to do brain surgery tape on yep. ready to go. And he just realizes I got played. It's time time to play a game. <laughs> calls oh, calls yeah. Hoffman, calls Amanda, and says, I need to get the A team together. It's time to fuck some people up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Hey, detective, I need your skills to help find some people in your I for me, being a longtime fan, I'm sure there was some people that maybe they haven't watched in a while. You know, I'm, the way they did, you could easily attract new people into this franchise with this installment. Yeah. Probably didn't get it, but I'm sitting there going, holy shit, he's calling the Texas. Hoffman's going to pop up at some point in this movie. He is calling the, the Hoffinator. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and he easily gets all these guys put you know, you know, in, their, in the same uh, compound that he got screwed in, keeps them locked up, and um, has Amanda hunt them down. And tells them all, like, hey, remember me? Oh, yeah. I love that scene. You get to watch a man hunt them all down. Yeah. Just like, you fucked with the absolute wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you know uh, like John Wick will just shoot you. Not John. Not not John Kramer. <laughs> I, I love that they're all, like, immediately like, hey, we didn't mean it. Hey, you know, I'm sorry. It's not it's not my fault. She made me do it. They all are just such sniveling little cowards. And John doesn't buy that shit for a minute. Amanda kind of is like, hey, maybe we let the drug addict go. And John's like, if she wins, sure. Yeah. That's I how love this how, works. Yeah. And, well, and this is why, again, why I have to just really praise Stone Bill's performance. Because you see the human side in the first hour of this film, right? Mm-hmm. The human John that we don't see often that isn't worried about the games and stuff like that. But when you get to this point where he has them trapped and he's talking to them in the group, yeah, and you you see it's subtle, but you see Jigsaw John Kramer. You see, no, you now have tapped into the side of me you don't want to see. What, to me, it, it seemed almost like this con killed John Kramer. Like all his hope of of life after the game was gone. Jigsaw took over for good. That's who he is now. Yeah. Any hope he had left died with the con. Yeah. Absolutely, because yeah, see, I, and it's subtle, but it's there. 
you see it's no longer John Kramer. It's I want to play a game, Jigsaw. You guys fucked me over. I'm going to fuck you up. Yep. And first up is, you know, uh, I forgot her fucking name again. Didn't you just say her name earlier? Yeah, I did. Valentina. <laughs> Valentina. I want to say Veronica, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Valentina, you know, with the bone marrow, she bites it. Gabriella and Mateo are freaking the fuck out. Uh, supposed to be Gabriella up next, but Amanda made sure Mateo was up next so Gabriella could have a little bit more time to stew and panic and freak out. Yeah. I mean, thanks, thanks Amanda. <laughs> and Mateo's trap is he uh, has gotten a part of his uh, hair uh, cut off to reveal a nice bald spot for brain surgery. And he has to go in there with a bone saw and uh, rip out a piece of his brain and put it in, put enough in the little little yeah. jar that'll dissolve Ella... and open the key. <laughs> Alice saw three. Uh, yeah. 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 That's what I thought immediately when this trap happened. Um, yeah, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I a part of me was like, what if he gets like just all of a sudden loses all function of body when he pulls a bit of his brain out? He just like becomes like just a limp, just uh as soon as he pulls his brain out. Well, part I, of just, brain out. I just assume that Dr. Gordon told Jigsaw, make sure you cut into this part here and he'll be fine. Yeah, oh probably. Yeah. You got this, Sean. I dude, that was another one that almost like I was like, oh god, I don't know if I could do that. Like cut into your fucking head. Well, when, like, part of your brain. when the when the skull cap comes off and it's just like red pulsing brain and he just goes in there for and just starts you know digging around in there i'm like can you fucking do that like can i just start pulling bits out of my fucking head and just walk away i don't, I don't know i don't think that you can do that also i don't think you'd be awake i think at some point a lot of people forget that when we experience huge amounts of pain we go into this thing called shock one of the symptoms of shock is that sometimes you pass the fuck out. So in I all these song movies, you would pass out. I think it's hilarious that in 10 films, not one person has ever passed out from shock. Yeah. I'm like, in, in look, so like, I mean, in all fairness, let's just blow that that realism off the door. <laughs> in a lot of these traps, the painful shit you're doing, you would pass out. Now, yes, there is the added benefit. I'm sure the loophole of adrenaline makes you do astounding things. And that has been proven time and time again. And Jigsaw's whole, you know, will to survive philosophy and all that. Yeah, so I'm sure, yes, you probably could do a lot if you're, like, at that kind of point could do it. But, like, like, like for example, like, you know, when Matthews in Saw 3 fucking bashes his foot in and then breaks his foot, like, I would think, like, after the breaking of the foot especially, you'd probably, like, pass the hell out before you finally slipped it out. I didn't count that on my list because it's technically not a trap. It's just Matthews breaking his own fucking ankle. But that yeah. probably is the the worst cringiest moment of the franchise for me. Just him oh, like having it and just snapping it down. God oh. damn! To me, it's not even that part. It's when he's fighting Amanda and she kicks him there. Oh, uh, I cringe every time. We as a society backed the wrong Wahlberg. Team Donnie all the way. Yeah, I'm Team Donnie all the way. He's he's a much better Wahlberger. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So at that point, uh, what's his name? Parker, I think it was. Yeah, Parker, yeah, yeah, Parker shows up and is like, hey, bitch, I know you cheated me. Let me in. And John's like, well, uh, I'm going to need that gun, but uh, I will show you justice and then you can make your decision. <laughs> and at, at this point, you're like, why is what? Why? No, something's not right here. Yeah. And that's what I love is that you're watching and going like, look, I have seen nine other films. John's not done. What the fuck's going on here? Well, with, this one, this guy... 
with this one, I assume differently because this is early on in the run. And I thought like, oh, did he fuck up massively? Because he's not as, you know, you know, I thought like he, you know, the mastermind part isn't there yet. But no, 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 no. He's always no, well, been mastermind. He's always I, been I, in complete control. That's never changed. Yeah. No, well, and I that because again on the rewatch, I always forget that with the salt with Saul one, the bathroom trap isn't the his initial trap. They have a quick line dialogue that says, like, oh, he's been active for a bit. Like, oh yeah, the jigsaw killer. So like bathroom trap was one of like probably his fourth or fifth trap at that point so i was like okay he's not done what the fuck's going on why is he so letting of the sky what is happening well parker is revealed to be um at, we'd met him earlier as another cancer survivor but he shows up he's actually a uh, cecilia's partner and is there to get her out and get their money back and they take control of the trap or no first off I, I, my mistake Don't forget about Gabriella. yeah i forgot about gabriella's game uh, she gets hoisted up to the to the ceiling with one arm in chains, one leg in chains, and this giant radioactive heater just blasting her with uh, radiation. And she's you know burning up. She breaks through her ankle and then swings away. And I laughed my ass off when the fucking heater just moved with her. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you get to that moment where she's like, "Oh, thank God, I can at least break my." arm in peace and you just see it move and she the look on her face like fuck I, I know it was supposed to be a scary moment but i instinctively was like ha <laughs> i think i think i annoyed somebody <laughs> it was someone made the comment there's a lot of dark humor in this saw film more than any other ones and i agreed in that moment i was like i see what they mean there's some really good like black humor kind of running throughout this installment well gabriella makes it through her trap she breaks her ankle breaks her wrist and then is just lying there irradiated barely alive parker shows up breaks cecilia out of the game she takes over supposedly uh kills gabriella breaks her neck i will say again going back to some of those performance i love how his performance in this moment because he does make you think like shit man he's not mastermind maybe they really got jigsaw here but i remember thinking going, there's no way they did not get something's up like he's too calm something's fucking up but with that i also love again you see that this is a guy that Regardless of the fact that, look, I don't buy into him not being a killer. He's 100% a killer, okay? I'm with Eric Matthews. You put a gun in someone's head, tell him not, you know, you're still helping them pull the trigger or whatever the fuck he says in Saul 2. I buy into the philosophy. I think that they all, well, that's they all did it to themselves. No, that's because you're a psychopath, and it doesn't hold up in court. He'd still go to jail for being a fucking killer. Now, with that said, you fucking sociopath. Uh, I do like, though, that... Look, regardless of what you think, he lives by his word. I love that because she's he is very much like to go to a hospital. I love he's like, hey, you need to take her to a hospital. She survived her game. She's done. And I love I love that little touch. Like you do see, like regardless of what we may think of his philosophy, he lives by it. He's like, no, she survived. She played the game. She won. You need to get her help. Like, yeah. And then when you see her, uh, Cecilia kill her, you're like, oh. Oh yeah, this I love Amanda's a... reaction of like, "Oh my god, you're a monster!" And I'm like, "Wow, hot calling kettle black over here." I know, right? <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" But it works because again, John Kramer believes and goes by his philosophy that you're like, "Well, I mean, he may be a monster, but he's at least saying, yeah, get this lady to a hospital. She needs help. Like her game is done." And she's like, "No, fuck that. She dies." So at this point, you're 
the audience thinking like somehow Jigsaw has lost control here. You're forgetting that, oh no, he's going to die in a hospital bed from Jeff and his buzzsaw in a few movies. So he's going to be fine. But um, he's going to survive this. Yeah. Then Carlos shows up and that's when Jigsaw is like, oh shit, I did not expect this. And we actually do have a variable. And I felt so bad for that kid. Just the kid gets put in to Celia's trap with John and it, they both start getting waterboarded with blood. Yeah. And Jigsaw's Which, like, no, no, don't pull it. Don't pull it. Yeah, I like how he, he again he has his own morals. He tells the kid, whatever you do, don't pull. Like Jigsaw was willing to get waterboard and take it all to keep Jigsaw, that kid safe. Jigsaw would never, ever, ever hurt a child. He yeah, children are innocent. Well, children do not, you know, all children deserve life. Yeah. Well, and again, talking about the whole variable thing, that hits hard because I remember rewatching. I forgot he has that line of dialogue in one of them. I forget which installment already, where he says, like, it's you gotta you learning about how to anticipate human uh not human leave behavior. nothing to chance that line yeah leave nothing to chance yeah so you see that this is five yeah you see that this is a guy that he thinks everything else so he is truly like shit i didn't plan for the kid coming here i also would like to point out uh jigsaw did lock up jeff's daughter and th- basically say like she'll be locked up forever because you killed me so i take back the he won't hurt a child yeah <laughs> I think he was betting on like someone rescuing her. That's a, I guess he did human behavior and all that. He did figure yeah. Strom's going to bust in there and not read anything. Um, Strom was a dedicated man. But Carlos even like pulls on the lever and is like, no, no, I'll take this one, John. You, you, you fixed my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty crazy. It is, but I, mean, I guess what you could argue. Not a lot of eight year olds out there who are going to self-sacrifice themselves. Oh, no. Um, the only argument I have is it's Mexico. It's kind of known for its corruptness. So maybe, it, I don't know. What, the yeah. kids, what, he's like a fucking cartel boss in secret? I guess. I don't know. Goddamn. Okay. Well, the only argument I get is like Mexico's well-known corruptness in its police force. I don't know. Maybe the kid was like, you're a good adult that isn't trying to hurt me. I got you, John. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll, I'll accept that as a, yeah. So Parker. Like, tigers are not afraid. I Sorry. <laughs> Parker and Cecilia go up to the office to look for the money. They find what they think is the money. They grab it and a countdown starts. And that's when you're like, motherfucker, he knew. Like, this is, he never once lost control. Ah, yeah, so satisfying. He, he was playing along. And sure enough, I was like, because I'm everything like, I guarantee you, John has a key or something on him. Because sure enough, when the it drops, you see him unlocking his own trap and getting out of it. I'm like, oh, this, th- this is also, he was never, he, he wasn't worried about the blood because he knew he could just unlock himself out of it. I do love when he pull, he goes to Carlos and he's like, you are a warrior. <laughs> That's his way of saying, I am so sorry that you yeah. had to be here for this. <laughs> you were not part of this game. Yeah. And the music starts and you're just like, oh, here's the twist. Here oh, it comes. Saw one. Remember, he was supposed to kill Gordon's family. Gordon had a child. True, but he probably counted on Zep and Tap, you know, Tap getting Zep before that can happen. Remember, anticipation of human behavior. I know, but I'm just saying there are there are fallacies to him not hurting children. Children have certainly been put in peril under his watch. I will I will say that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I like that. You are a warrior. I'm like Jigsaw. He just took blood that technically he didn't have to take because you could have just unlocked yourself out of the trap there, buddy. Carlos is going to go home covered in someone else's blood and just tell his mom, like, you don't, 
really what I don't know what happened tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. I like how they we'll get to, it, but how they just walk out like a family. I'm like, why is Carlos happy? He is covered in blood. Covered in blood and has a, a duffel bag full of money. And he's just like people are gonna ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, it's Mexico, maybe they won't. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh so Cecilia and Parker get gassed. And there's a hole open for one of them. And so they start killing each other to get in that hole. And uh, Parker loses because Cecilia's a vicious bitch and puts her head in that hole. And I guess that's kind of where we leave her. Does she this, like this was and this gets into like my minor, minor cribbles with the film. Because overall, I really liked it. One, I thought and this is more so just because being a longtime Saw fan, the twist, I was like, nah, OK, like I wasn't like, oh, my God buy it because the whole time i'm thinking like something's up jigsaw something's up he wants to be in that trap but again that's just because long time fan i knew there was gonna be a twist like it's a saw movie at this point you can't surprise me but also yes what they did with her because i'm thinking like okay look this takes place place between saw one and two she never shows up in the franchise why even leave it in question just kill her off i know they've stated before this came out hey we have more plan stories to tell like they have more ideals what to do with jigsaw and stuff mm-hmm. but even still like why why even leave it to chance like give me a clean cut like show her dying somehow so then we have a very clear cut like this is why she never came back you know what i mean because now this just makes me go like wait a minute you have to explain this in a sequel that's why also going to take place between <laughs> events <laughs> I assumed that she was stuck there. Like she can't get out of that hole because the the room that was sealed is flooded with gas. So there's no way out for her. That's what I assumed. That's what I thought. I mean, like she's stuck there. Even if she like puts her head back in there, like there's no way out of the room. So she's going to just be stuck in that room. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know that. That like I said, it was a minor cripple. I was like, okay, twist is good twist, but I kind of like saw something coming and what the fuck are we doing with that character? Like, she doesn't pop up. You take place in between movies. No one's ever been like cleaved in half long ways in this movie, in this franchise. I think that would be a good one. I'd like to see that happen. That's what I half expected was like the thing to like cut her fucking head off or something. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Just, you know, game over slice. Her head rolls down and there Bob's your uncle. Yeah. But, uh, that's not the end. We get a post credit scene where, uh, the last per- piece of this puzzle Oh shit, we forgot um the, the, the taxi driver guy, his trap with the bombs. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty brutal. That was yeah, seeing enough to cut the shit out of his arm. Which I think they also should have figured a way out to like kill him because uh you're telling me he just gave answers <laughs> to Jigsaw and then didn't say shit about what he went through. <laughs> I mean, would you rat on that guy? Yeah, Mexico. I always forget him in Mexico. It's a, it's a perfect cocktail. A dude like you know bolts bombs to your arms and tape like tapes up your hands and says cut th- cut your fucking arms apart to get those bombs off. I'm not gonna say shit about that guy ever. <laughs> if I make it out of there alive, it's the last. I'm gonna flee. I'm gonna go like hide in fucking Brazil and just lay low. <laughs> make fair point. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, the the guy, uh, what's his name? The cancer survivor, uh, Henry, who lied to John about this whole thing for his cut, uh, is strung up in our favorite bathroom. Uh, I do like the little light thing that would be like, hey, guys, it's the bathroom. You're like, oh, here yeah. we go. And uh, who do we get 
but helping John string this guy up, but Detective Hoffman. Uh, yay. I know. I was like, ah, oh, there he is. Looking considerably older than he did in Saw 3. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> time is everyone's enemy. Yeah. Again, look, I got to give credits to and considering how much they've spent in Hollywood de-aging people and it still looks like shit and the movies have flopped. You know what? Fuck it. Bravo. Saw you said, hey, we're going to make the actors just look how they look and let the performances speak for them themselves i think what they should have done and yeah this would have been distracting and probably irritated a lot of people amanda and hoffman both should have been wearing backwards baseball caps the whole movie <laughs> it's like oh that means they're younger yeah i would be like oh okay here we go <laughs> i would have been immediately on board like yeah okay continue uh but yeah hoffman strings up this guy and it's like you know of all the people to cheat you had to pick john kramer wow way to go Nice. I do, I do really like his line. You're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I don't know what they were going to do to Henry, but he had like some like razor spider clock thing on his Dude. chest. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I do like when John, John looks up his shirt and he goes, where's the scar, Henry? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you don't cheat a man who literally has, you know, doesn't kill, but allows to be killed everyone who has ever even remotely slightly wronged him like yeah so good and that's that's the end of saw 10 i'm looking forward to saw 11 i hope it happens next year i liked it back in the day when we got one every year (laughs) it was nice yeah we'll see i really like this one um apparently so did audiences and critics because it it did well at the box office critics were loving it he knows it looks like Saw might be uh, revived and at perfect timing with the writer's strike ending officially and um, talking to the actors this week. So perfect timing might be, they might be able to get on one. Hopefully Halloween. It must be saw. This is great. It's it's reclaimed its glory. (laughs) Yeah. This is the best 10th movie I've ever seen. Honestly, I have seen a lot of horror franchises and I can attest. Yes. Most synth films are things like Jason X, which look, I love Jason X. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, to getting one that's actually this good and that critics like you don't see this, you do not see this often, not with a fucking a 10th installment film. This franchise clearly has a lot more gas in the tank, and I am looking forward to seeing where we go next. Like, where. You know, who else who who other who else is gonna pop back in? I've heard like a lot of other franchise like actors have wanted to have expressed interest in returning. Yeah, it's it, you would have thought of all the fran you know, it's so funny. I remember when, the, when like I said, this series first coming out, people were just kind of shitting on and like, oh, they're just torture porn, and all of a sudden it's like it's hit its place in horror history is like, no, it's Saul. Like, this is a big franchise for horror fans, and the fact that it came back in such a strong way is fucking awesome. It's not torture porn, it's torture erotica. It's classier. <laughs> it's not hardcore. It's softcore. Yeah, this is you know this is Cinemax we're talking here. Like this, you know, there's 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 some sensuality to it. It's yeah. not just hardcore fucking. Yeah, there's love no. there. There's there's no insert shots. It's it's, and I don't mean the kind of insert shots you're thinking for regular movies, guys and cows. Um, no, there's there's corny music playing where this are they just go at it. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh yeah. softcore. Now, okay. going on. go see Saw 10. It's awesome. 
Um, I wonder how it's going to fare against The Exorcist Believer, which is next week's movie. Um, I never thought I'd see Jigsaw go up against Pazuzu at the box office, but here we are. <laughs> Taping it, Saw X is going to hold strong, and Exorcist Believer will do all okay. I think they're both going to be obliterated by the fucking Paw Patrol movie again. Well, I think they're going to get obliterated by Taylor Swift when that comes out. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yep. Why do you think why the Exorcist moved? <laughs> The power of Christ compels you, Taylor. Unless you're Tay-Tay. <laughs> power of Tay-Tay compels you. God damn it. Well, yeah, we get The Exorcist Believer, which we're planning to do a cool thing with The Exorcist franchise. Uh, it's going to be fun. And then also on Paramount Plus, uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, the movie that no one ever asked for, but they kept insisting we're going to get. This is the, yeah, this was forced upon us. Um I don't have a lot of hope for this. I did not like 2019's Pet Cemetery at all. And I see this as a completely unnecessary prequel that's probably going to suck. But I will watch it, and if it's worth it, we'll, we might we might talk a little bit about it. We'll see. I'll, I'll give it a shot because it's on the streamer, so what, what am I to lose? Exactly. Watching it. Just time and effort. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have my time sitting on my couch. I'm not going to get back. Yep. But uh, for sure, The Exorcist Believer. Uh, I'm hopeful. You, not so much. Fuck you, David Gordon Green. Fuck you. Well, we can voice all of those frustrations proper because we didn't get to really do that with Halloween Ends. So this will be an opportunity for you to rip him a new one unless, of course, this movie turns out to be fantastic. Fuck him and the high horse he rode in on. (laughs) We will see. I I have a feeling next week we're going to be pretty divided. Uh, until then, you know, we'll see you. Have a good one. Keep watching movies. Thanks for listening.